This week's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash DJForceX. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This episode of the DJ Force X podcast is proudly sponsored by Fixed. Fixed is a fan and artist-friendly independent record label that specializes in hybrid electronic rock. It's home to the likes of Cell Dweller, Blue Starly, I Will Never Be The Same, Witchy Nicks, The Algorithm, Voicians, CD Akira, and a whole bunch more. Check out their latest label sampler for just one dollar. At their official store, fixedstore.com. That's F I X T store.com. Save 10% off your first order by using my coupon code FORCEX. That's F O R C E X. They have loads of shirts, hoodies, stickers, posters, and many other accessories for all their artists. And this is available worldwide with fantastic international shipping rates to go with that. So head over to fixstore.com and check them out. And don't forget, use my coupon code FORCEX. Hello and welcome to the DJ Force X podcast. This is episode 64 and I'm going to interview Mr. Christopher. That'll be coming up shortly. They have a new EP out right now on Jet Set Trash. So check that out. But check out the interview first. Uh, it was a good little chat we had. Um, and yeah, cool. So um, thank you for downloading this, streaming it. All the usual ways you get your podcasts. Um, I just want to uh, direct you to my other social media sites. I've got a Facebook page, which is DJ Force X. Just type that in, all one word. Uh, give it a like. Uh, also, my Twitter page, which is at DJ Force X. Give that a like as well. Give it a follow. Uh, and I'm likely to follow back if you uh, if you interact with me. Um, so, yeah. Um, I just want to celebrate breaking 5,000 followers on there as well. Um, I totally missed that. I was kind of looking out for it for a bit, and it was kind of getting closer and closer and closer. And now I'm into the five that mid 5,000s now, which is fantastic. So thank you for everyone who is following me. Um, that is great. Um, but yeah, uh, without further ado, uh, I bring you Mr. Christopher. Enjoy. I'd like to welcome to my show this week, Mr. Christopher. Uh, he's about to release a new EP called Communion uh, on Jet Set Trash. Uh, welcome, Christopher. Hello. Hey, <laughs> how you doing? Doing wonderful. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Good, good. Um, yeah, thank you for doing this. Um, really enjoying your EP. Um, been listening to it quite a lot since I got sent it. All right. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, so yeah, I just want to get to start with just a bit of an origin story about Mr. Christopher. Um, where you kind of got started, you know, any kind of, you know, high points you've hit? I'm um, sure. So let's go back a little while. So I first started off um, playing guitar. I was in punk and metal bands cool. and um, we were doing shows um, here and there. And it was really hard for me to work with other people, um, at least finding people that were as committed and as motivated. So that's when I decided eventually just to go my own separate way just because I could control everything myself. Yep. And then I started making dance music because I found a correlation between metal and dance music. 
Like with dance music, you'll hear like the melody is bum 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 bum. Yeah. But metal is two octaves down in a chord. Bum 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 bum. So that's how I found that correlation, and that's what kind of shifted me over. Cool. And then now I'm just kind of taking everything that I've I've learned and trying to put it all into one giant thing. So mixing the metal sounds with the dance music and orchestra and everything. Cool. Well, yeah, I mean, um, it's funny, uh, the, the correlation between dance and, and, and metal and rock music, um, the divide between the two fans uh, <laughs> of the said genres is huge. But the, like you say, the correlation between them, the, the way most of the songs are kind of formed, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, yeah, it's very similar. And I've always been uh, an advocate of the crossover sound anyway. So, um and yeah, just in my past of DJing, I've always played rock music, but mixed it with dance music. And that's what my, my radio show does. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll get along just fine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it hits those notes. It plays everything from like uh, Corn Slayer to Cell Dweller, uh, All Pit, right. Pit Shifter, um, that, a whole load of whole load of bands um, that I play on a weekly basis on that front. So yeah, that, that, that's where like I got the idea for the show because it is that close. And there are a lot of bands that do crossover or at least get remixes done. And it kind of like fell into that kind of trap. And uh, yeah, well, that's, uh, that's all that good. That's so awesome. So yeah. Yeah, um, your EP, uh, Communion, uh, it's quite a dark set of tracks on there. Like you say, you like to mix those sounds. It's kind of got a kind of mix of like Ministry, Marilyn Manson, Nine Inch Nails, kind of industrial sound to it. Hey, that's an honor. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Thank you for making it. It's great. Um, so what what was your uh, like your your inspiration behind that EP? Because I've listened to some of your other stuff, and it does kind of veer on the kind of heavier side, but it's a bit more of the sort of like um, bigger, sort of like more club-like. Yeah, um, and this was me more, I think, finding my way, realizing that I have now the potential to make and create anything that I want. Um, I finally got over that barrier of production to where I can literally create what's ever in my head. Nice. And with like the creation of it, to answer your first part, um, I would have to say it's because of all the music that's coming out right now, or at least a majority of it, majority of it is either too like chill or too um, relaxing or it's just too boring for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured, um, you know, for every for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So I figured I should lead the team of the reaction. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah, no, like I said, I've already played it on my show, uh, the other radio show that I do. Uh, I played uh, Dark Lord. Oh, yes. Um, and uh, yeah, I really like, what was the other one I really like? Death Rattle. That was the other one. All right. Uh, I really like that one as well. And uh, yeah, you. I mean, the other tracks are good on there, but those are kind of like the two sort of standout tracks that I really digged. So, or Doug, okay. even. Um, so yeah, um, what, um, being... Uh, into or being from dance uh, rock music sorry i should say going into dance music how does that um how does that work for you obviously i know you say you want to um control everything yourself but uh coming from that background there's a few i know sort of mainstream electronic music artists that kind of have come from that punk and rock background what mm-hmm. what do you think that um that that that, that comes from like having because obviously the the divide in the music itself in the fans like i said earlier that kind of like dance music people you know kind of versus the rock and metal people um but you get these people that are in bands like yourself that have kind of moved to that electronic music what do you I think, think it, i think it opens up a new realm for us i think it gives us more possibilities to play with 
um, I think it just all in all just opens up a new world. So uh, with the um, with that so- sort of side that you've been through the kind of like rock music side of things, how does the gigging feel um, on the on the electronic music side compared to the the oh, it's, sort of punk rock. Yeah, it's super weird. So like, because I mean, I was used to originally like helping everyone mic up drums. Mm-hmm. You set up the amps and you have everything mic'd up. Now, like whenever you're touring, you don't have to have like a full van or trailer full of stuff or a tour bus. Like literally you just have a backpack yeah. with headphones, maybe a couple controllers or even just now flash drives. So everything's evolved in a really weird way. But um, one of the aspects that I'm wanting to bring back is bringing the live instruments into the DJ sets. Okay. So that's something that, that we've been pondering for a little while now, thinking about doing two different aspects, Mr. Christopher Live and Mr. Christopher DJ set. Okay. Kind of, uh, kind of like Pendulum do. They have like a DJ guy that goes out and then they have a live band, but they're under the same banner, if you will. Yeah, right now yeah. we're still just talking about it, but especially with me doing my own vocals on this stuff now, like Dark Lord, yeah. it's opening up a whole new realm of possibilities. So so with that, are you looking to play solo doing that, or are you looking to get some kind of band together? Um, As of right now, solo, until I can get what I fully want to pull off. Mm-hmm. Like, eventually I would like to add in orchestras and actually take it to a whole other level. Yeah. But until that time, I'll just do it solo for now. Nice, nice. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm I'm into my kind of like electronic music and stuff. So, what uh, what gear do you use? What's your favorite piece of uh, equipment that you can't like live without? Um, well, keep in mind, I'm I'm a producer before a DJ. Okay. So my gear, I mean, would be guitar, keyboard, and my handheld recorder to record samples from nature, mm-hmm. and then like glitch them out and make it really messed up. Um, but with DJing, honestly, I, I just appreciate the CDJs, the 2000s. I haven't had no problems with them whatsoever. Um, and I just love the feel of them. They're sturdy. Cool. And what, what, um, what programs you use in the studio? Um, well, sound? <laughs> so I'll start off from what I started with. I originally got Reaper from a guitar magazine a yep. long time ago. Um, and then used that for a couple years and then switched to FL Studio, Fruity Loops. Mm-hmm. And then I felt uncreative in there. And then finally I picked up Ableton. And Ableton's where I've been with the last, I think, five or six years maybe, somewhere around there. Nice. And um, I absolutely love Ableton. And then as for, like, the instruments that I use inside, um, 90% of my stuff is all stuff I've sampled. Like, a lot of the drums you hear are actually sampled with a recorder. Um, A lot of different things that you hear. Um, Even, like, a lot of the main instruments are things that I've just pitched or pitched up or pitched down, like, with the wind or the ocean. So 90% of it's just samples that i use with basic filters like um like a saturator low pass filter depending on what i want um and then for some instruments every once in a while i'll use either serum or spire cool um but i always try to mix it up so that way i don't sound the same every time yeah yeah because i couldn't uh like in your sound usually you can kind of um with a lot of like artists you can pinpoint what they're using um i found <laughs> with yours yeah. i couldn't so that's why because right. 90% of your stuff was sampled so that was like the the key right there i was like that's why because a lot of people <laughs> they they tend to use because it's like tried and tested and they like the sound it's it's kind of you know everyone uses massive or everyone uses yeah. um like you say you use fruity loops for a bit um and yeah you can kind of sort of you can hear that within their within their music it's a very odd thing but if you know what you're listening for you can hear certain programs 
absolutely but like i say with yours i was kind of like that's why i was curious it was like wasn't quite sure what what was generating but obviously if you're generating your own samples then that's why i couldn't pinpoint it so that's good Perfect. That's all good. And I use Ableton as well. Ableton's a great little program. Um, oh, nice. Uh, I'm using it right now, in fact, to record this very interview. So, oh, that's incredible. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'll, have to, I'll have to send you this um, custom skin that I have. So my whole layout on everything is just like this really dark gray and black instead of the um, the default. Nice. <laughs> yeah, do that. Do that. That'd be awesome. Because I'm between this and uh, Logic Pro. Oh, nice. Um, so it's just kind of just in the nature of my, my day job kind of thing. I, I use that um as part of it but um perfect yeah i use i use ableton for a lot of my stuff so uh, i can definitely vouch for that particular program um and i've used it live on a couple of occasions as well just for like djing or even just sort of some live sample hits and stuff so yeah it's been the best one so far for me it's the one i stay creative in yeah it's the most stable one as well that i found yeah <laughs> that's I, so I, true I've, I've used a lot of different ones like uh coming in off the top of my head but just like the other the other doors out there um and a lot of them i've had a couple of them crash on me you know <laughs> mid performance which is great um, <laughs> uh, but this one this one hasn't crashed on me yet it's crashed on me like during like making something but that was because i was running a hundred different things behind it um, oh, wow. but that was like once and i learned my lesson from that so you're like all right do 99 <laughs> yeah exactly that exactly that <laughs> cool so uh, what are your uh plans ahead right now uh are you planning to tour off this ep or are you just looking to play uh the sh like shows that you have been um probably come towards spring or summer um as of right now it's just produce 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 while it's cold yeah and then, yeah, um, I, my shows will definitely pick up towards spring or summer, but we haven't decided anything off touring for this EP. Um, we might. Right now, we're just, I got to keep producing because that's what's getting me around the world. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll say you've, you've, you've traveled a fair bit in your uh, in your career. I was sort of glancing at your various web pages and stuff. So uh, what's been the highlight of that? What, what, what's been your like, sort of favorite area to go? Um, it's, it's really hard for me to say a favorite area because each of them are different for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, but the highlight of everything has most recently going to a city I've never been in before and having people know the lyrics to your song before you get there. Nice. That that's been the weirdest realization for me. I'm like, all right, maybe I'm on the right path here. Maybe I need to keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's always a good feeling. So cool um so i've got a couple of questions left for you um sure. just a couple of ones i always tend to throw at artists that i interview so um yeah we'll start with this one this one's always a always a tough one you might even knock this one out i don't know this would go um your three top albums that have influenced you as a person uh or like like your your musician that you are Ooh, three top yeah all right so um iowa by slipknot downward spiraled up by nine inch nails and then anything white zombie <laughs> nice. that's all good i like all those that's okay <laughs> it's a healthy dose of uh rock and metal there so that's all good so um what are your uh hobbies away from music so when you're not producing when you're not out djing what do you do um who literally my entire life is encompassed by music um, I don't really have a hobby outside of it. <laughs> so I focus every hour literally of every day towards music. But I have a new hobby that I've picked up that's kind of gotten me away from the desk, which is nice. And that's um, I got a handheld recorder and 
it's actually gotten me to travel to like to mountains, to the ocean, to actually get out and explore nice. and record different sounds. So that's that's been my exercise. Yeah, that's always good. It's that old Pokemon Go, you know. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but other than that, um, maybe playing video games every once in a while, just cool. because I really like what Jonathan Davis from Corn said. Um, it just gives you a couple hours to focus on someone else's problems instead of yours for a day. <laughs> that's a good that's a good little saying on that one so what uh what games you playing at the moment um well actually you can't make fun of me i uh <laughs> i got this uh this emulator and i've been playing the uh old school mario kart nice. I'm not <laughs> i like the classics yes no so. i can't make funny on that i'm a i'm a what they call a retro gamer i suppose is the uh term so um i'm very much into the sort of older games um Although I do dabble, I do have like the newer systems, but those older games are where I kind of like, that's where I am. I'm king, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the, um, the price of them now? They're like as expensive as they were when they came out. Yeah. No, Mario Kart for the 64 is like 80 bucks now. <laughs> yeah. No, it's crazy. I used to collect them when I was back in England. Uh, before I moved here, I used to collect like old vintage game systems. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd held onto a lot of those games from like the original Nintendo uh the set the run of sega machines as well um, yes that's I had, awesome i had games that i at the time were in english money um were about yeah. 60 70 pounds um which actually went on they went down in price significantly down to about you know under under ten dollars if you will um but then they've since gone back up again like you said with mario kart it's now back up to as expensive as it was when yeah. it came out originally so so crazy i know it's that crazy like nez classic edition thing as well which is uh just before i think christmas came out and it was going for stupid money is that the um is that the revamp that they did yeah the little tiny little like emulator type nintendo they released I mean, it's supposed to be 60 dollars retail but it ended up being like 300 dollars on <laughs> they're Amazon. like not anymore <laughs> no no it's crazy it's crazy so um finally last question where can people reach you where's the best place to get hold of mr christopher Honestly, it's um. What do you prefer? Do you like Spotify? Do you like YouTube, iTunes, Google Play? Wherever you look, we'll be there. Cool. All right. So yeah, people, check it out. Uh, Communion is the name of the EP. It's out on Jet Set Trash. Um, and yeah, it's going to be available across all formats. So um, go download it, stream it, whatever you do to get your music, do it. So again, thank you, sir, and uh, oh. you have a good day. Absolutely. Thank you for everything and safe travels and I'll be seeing you soon, I'm sure. Cool. Thank you, man. Bye-bye. Uh, thank you. Bye-bye.